We welcome you all to another special Sunday in the sight of the Lord. And we want to also seize this opportunity to congratulate all of the men in our midst. I pray that the goodness and the glory of the Almighty God will forever, forever abide with you all in Jesus' name. The message that God has given unto me to share with the children of God on this special Sunday is what is titled the unchanging standard of God. The unchanging standard of God. The unchanging standard of God. It is very important for us as Christians to know that despite all of the changes that we have experienced in the journey of life, especially in the area of social changes, cultural changes, economic changes, and political changes, that in all of these changes put together, there is something that is constant that never changes. And that is God and the word of God. So despite all of the social changes, despite all of the cultural changes, despite all of the economic, the economical changes that we've experienced and political changes, there's something that never change. God and the word of God remains constant and remains unchanged. And the reason behind the message of this morning is because of the fact that most of these political changes, economic changes, social and cultural changes, they are now conflicting with the word of God that never changed. Most of all the cultural changes, the things that have changed in our social life, the things that have changed in our political life, the things that have changed in our economic life, they have now begun, in many cases, begin to conflict with the word of God that remains forever, that never changes. And the Bible says in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, or let's look at the book of Malachi, Malachi 3, 6. The book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6. And the word of the Lord says, for I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. He said, for I am the Lord, I do not change. So there is a constance that we need to hold on to in the middle of all, of all the social changes, in the middle of all the cultural changes, in the middle of all of the political and economic changes, is for us to know that God has never what? God has never changed. So none of these social changes, cultural changes, economic changes must conflict 
with God, nor the word of God. And the Bible says in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, James 1, 17, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, and the word of the Lord says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. There is no variation with God. He does not change. There is no variation in him. He is an unchangeable God. And the Bible says, also in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 40 verse 8, the book of Isaiah 40 verse 8, and the word of the Lord declares, it says that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever unchanged. <laughs> So despite all of these cultural, economic, political changes, one thing that we need to know is the desire, the purpose, and the plan of God remains unchangeable. He said the grass may wither and the flowers may fade, but the word of our God stands forever unchanged. God is an unchangeable God. The word of God remains unchangeable. And the word of the Lord says in Hebrews 13 verse 8 the book of Hebrews 13 verse 8 and the word of the Lord declares to you and I that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever meaning even Jesus stands is unchangeable so in light of social changes, in light of political changes, in light of economic changes, there is something that we Christians must hold on to and that is God never changed. His words never change. His purpose for man, his purpose for marriage never changes. And the Bible says further, in the book of Psalm 119, verse 89. The book of Psalm 119, verse 89. <laughs> it says, your word is settled in heaven. Settled means it has already been concluded. The Bible says in the book of, in the version of EST, when you look at NLV, it says that for your word is fixed. Settled means it has already been concluded. It will never change. No matter what goes on on earth, no matter our cultural changes, our economic and political changes and social changes, the word of God is already settled. It will not change. And the Bible says further, in the book of Psalm 33 verse 11, that we may have a very good foundation and understanding that God never changed, his words will never change. And the Bible says in Psalm 33, verse 11, 
It says the counsel of the Lord stands forever. <laughs> the plans of his heart to all generations, the counsel of God according to the word of God stands forever. No matter the political changes that we make on earth, no matter the social changes that we make, especially concerning man, concerning marriage, concerning women, concerning the family, none of those political, social changes will change the plan of God. And the area, brethren, where there has been a lot of conflict is the fact that everything that God created he did not give man the permission to modify them we can build a house a house that was built in the 1920s they are totally different from houses that were built today because houses were creation of man when you look at a car that was made even in in 1989, you can easily identify that this car was an old model and this is a new. Because of the fact that everything that man created, man has the authority to change them. But everything that God created, he did not give man the permission nor the authority to change them. God created marriage. God created man in his own image. God created the sun and the moon. God created the wind and he created the waters. Everything that God created, man do not have the authority and the permission to change them. But we have tried, we modify political changes, we modify social changes, we have modified economic and cultural changes to change what God has created. We can pull this building down and think that yes, we want to rebuild. But the marriage, the family that God has created, the man, the woman that God created by his own hands, it cannot be changed. So in the, in the middle of the social vogue, in the middle of the social and the political changes that we go through one thing that we as christians as believers that we need to know is the plans and the purpose of god for man for the woman for family for marriage can never change because man did not create man man did not create the woman man did not create the family man did not create marriage so one thing we need to understand you are going to see over generation cultural changes has failed in the place of family. You are going to notice over generation political changes have failed over family. You are going to notice over generation that all economic changes that we have made, especially the ones that impact and affect family, has failed. Let's look real quick at some of these conflicts the first one we are going to look at is the political for the bible says in the book of ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 he that created man he that created woman 
he that ordained family and he says wives submit to your own husband as the Lord what the 23 say 523 for the husband is the head of the wife as also Christ is head of the church and he is the savior of the body meaning that he that created man and woman he that created family he said for the man shall be what the man shall be the head there has been a lot of conflict by God's grace maybe when we get to social you are going to see all of the conflict that we have created but the key thing that you want to take out is if the Lord has made you as the head there is what is called accountability that is associated with you being the head there is accountability to everyone that is made the head. That's what is called accountability. If God has made you the head. By his own creation. By his own design of family. That means that you will be held accountable. And that was the morning in church. Adam did not understand that because he was made the head that he can now shift responsibility of being the head and he said unto God in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 9 to 12 Genesis verse 3 verse 9 to 12 the political head also carries what is called accountability Adam tried everything that is possible to say, well, Lord, you created Eve, you created me, but yes, she can give accountability. It was the woman that you gave me. It was that woman. The word of the Lord says, then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? In the place of family, because he has made you the head, he will not call on the woman. He's going to call on you. God said, Adam, where art thou? He knew the woman was present. But he called on the one that he has given responsibility of, of, of leadership. He said, Adam, for where art thou? And Adam responded in turn. So he said, I heard your voice. In the garden, I was, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. And God said to him, he said, and he said, who told you that you were what? You were naked. God did not call both of them. When God was searching for whom to hold accountable for family, he called on the man. He did not say, okay now, both of you come and sit down. He said, for Adam, where are thou? Every political head comes with what is called responsibility. He said, where at, where at what? Where at thou? And what did 12 say? Go real because of time. What did 12 say? And the man said, the woman 
whom you gave me. She gave me of the tree. And I ate. There are many times men before things happen in family. Because we do not understand our responsibility. Oh she did. Oh yes she did. Oh yes she did. She did. Oh yes she did. On Wednesday she did. On Thursday yes she did. She did. But God is going to ask. When he's going to ask for accountability. He's going to call upon you the man. So for the woman you gave me. You might even be thinking in the days of Adam. He might have a little bit of justification. Because it wasn't the one that selected. It was God that created the woman for him. And said look that's your wife. But still. There was no excuse. For every headship. According to the master plan of God. Also comes with responsibility. Not only to the woman, it's also to the children. For the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 22 verse 6. Proverbs 22 verse 6. And the word of the Lord said, train up a child in the way he should go. Where are you in the place of raising your children? Train up a child. The training, it is the responsibility of the father. Say, so train up the child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart. In the place of raising those children on the part of God, where are thou? And when we now look at the other, you can tell in, in the world today, when they send you forms, they're going to tick who is the head of the household. <laughs> Politics can never change the plan of God. When it comes to family, God will always hold the man accountable because he created him as the head. Number two, is what is called cultural changes. Cultural changes. Cultural changes. And God told the man, I am going to create a helpmate that is comparable to you. I am going to create for you a helpmate that is compatible to, the, to you. But what happens when we look at culture, we have brought culture into family and the culture we have brought into family has destroyed family. In many cultures, the woman has been put away. In so many cultures, the glory of the woman must not shine, must not rise. Actually, in some cultures, a woman has no inheritance. You all know very well. A woman has no heritage in the family. Culture has changed. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 28. The book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 28. Ephesians 5 28. Say, so husband ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Culture reduces the woman to someone that cannot accomplish. And that is the more reason in some culture, when the man passes away, the destiny of the woman is ruined. Number one, she has no right to any heritage. But that is not the plan of God. That 
that is not the mission of heaven. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse, 4, verse 12, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12. So, so some of these cultures that is conflicting with the word of God, I pray that God will touch the hearts of men. The book of Ecclesiastes 4.12 May the Lord touch the heart of where culture has been used to reduce and demune the woman. And the Bible says though one may be overpowered by another two can withstand him. And therefore and a deafold cord is not quickly broken. Meaning, even when the man is overpowered, you need to have the woman that can withstand the challenges of life. But what has culture done? In some cultures, it's wicked. It says that though one may be overpowered, when the man is overpowered in family, in some homes, that is the end. Because the woman has not been given any value. He said that though one may be overpowered when the man is overpowered. When they both come together, they both should be able to withstand the enemy. In many cases, based on culture, because the woman is demuned, the woman is reduced. The moment the man dies, both the destiny of the children and the destiny of, this woman is, of the woman is ruined. All because of culture. In some culture, when they want to decide who goes to school, they choose the man and they neglect the woman. But the Bible says, when both of them come together, when one is overpowered, they both should be able to come together, not just in cooking food. Culture has conflicted Reduce the plan and the agenda of God for families. I am trusting. God will touch the heart of men in Jesus' name. And let's look at economic changes. Economic. In some homes, the word of the Lord said in that book of Ecclesiastes that we just read, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, it said, both of them, when they come together, in some, in some homes, the woman is the breadwinner. There's a distinction between when there is an issue due to age, due to health reasons, for the man not to be able to walk. But the standard of God for you as the man is for you to provide for your families. For the Bible says in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 8. 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 8. 1 Timothy 5 verse 8. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. If a man fails in his responsibility, to make provision for his family. There's a trend that was going, that I think in the last couple of years that has been going on, 
that men, lazy bones, they will travel to Africa to go and look for nurses to marry so that she can be enslaved. Not a single one has worked. The economic changes, the plan of God will never change. It's a different issue when there's a kind of physical limitations. The blessings of a home, God can give in the hand of a woman, but a man must strive to bring something home. For the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9, Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9, the Bible says, Two are better than what? Than one. Because they have a good reward for their what? For their labor. Meaning, when the man brings and the woman does what? Brings. Say, two are better than what? Say, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their what? For their labor. But there are so many economic changes that are conflicting with the word and the plan of God. And the one that the last one we're going to discuss is the social. There are a lot of social slogans. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. When the Lord was leading me in this message, there's a slogan right now that is called a slogan of equality. Who is competing with who? It's a slogan that is all over the place. A slogan of yes, men is equal to what? The woman is equal to what? The men. Who is competing with who? You cannot change the intentions and the plan of God. The role of a woman in marriage is different from the role of a woman. Which cannot be substituted. Do not allow social slogans and social changes to destroy your home. Who is competing with whom? I cannot play the role of what my wife plays in home. Do not buy, do not subscribe into slogans of the world. It's not competition. There is no reward that the woman is going to get a reward. I'm going to get mine. The word of the Lord says, and the man shall be the head. And it says, woman, submit. And man, love your wife as Christ has loved the church. There is no competition. Do not subscribe into what the world has created. They call it equality. Even they even have associations. When I read the association, I begin to wonder. A man can compete with man. Compete. Create competition. I want to be the best man among my friends. Yes, there is equal barometer. You can compete only when both of you were created for the same role. But the creation of man and a woman is never the same. Why are you competing? What is the essence? What is the value of the slogans of equality? 
God created the woman for a purpose that a man can never perform. When I look at the barometer, the qualities of a woman, I look at the qualities of a man, by creation, they are not compatible. They, are not, they cannot compete with one another. We are both in the same marriage, for the same success, for the same purpose. Do not allow social changes. Do not allow social slogans. You cannot change it because God is not a changeable God. The one that gave the world, the one that created man and woman in his own image will never change. Don't follow them. The Bible is very clear. When I look at what the man, the, the woman, they are your today. The woman is the today of a family. All she cares, she is very territorial by creation. What will the children eat? Oh, we need to buy new clothes for the children. They take the children to shower, they take care of them, they tender them. They look at the home, they know when there's no food in the house. They know when inventory begins to get low in the house. And the man is born for the future to go, to go take care. Go look for yes. What am I going to take care of the future of this woman? There is no competition. What is this social equality? And it has destroyed many homes. I just, I was doing a counseling one day. I said, well, if you have issues with what God has created, if God gives us the opportunity when we meet in heaven, you can say, God, why did you do it this way? For the word of the Lord says, let the woman submit. And it says, for Christ is the head of the man. Oh, I was so blessed, brethren, by the, con by the con convention, the fullness of time. The 24th convention of the redeemed Christian church of God for a woman that was ministering. The woman said, when he, when maybe there's a crossroad between decisions, yield unto him. And if you don't subscribe fully into what he has said, go to his maker. I wrote this down. He said, just go to his maker. Because his maker, when you speak to his maker, in genuineness of heart, go to his what? Go to his maker. Kneel down. Where is your prayer altar? That Lord, this decision at which Lord touched the heart of my husband. Be careful of social slogans. Even there is one that goes on now. In our youth, they believe that yes, there must be one youth ministry somewhere. The word of God that you are going to preach will never change. You are still going to preach the word. The Bible says, For the word of God is settled in heaven, it is what settled, except you are going to create your own Bible. But if you're not going to create your own Bible, whether it's a youth church, old church, young church, the church of God stands and stands forever. Be careful of slogans 
ask questions. If you go to a Bible believing church, a church that stands on the word of God, whether the church is 100 years old, whether the church is 10 years old, whether the pastor is 50, whether the pastor is 10 years, whether the pastor is 80 years, the word of God remains and remains forever. There is no Bible for the youth. There is no Bible for the old. The word of God is one and is universal and it stands forever and ever. Be careful of social slogans. Do not allow social slogans to make you derail from the plans and the agenda of God. When the Lord was leading me in this world, he blitzed my heart when I began to see equality. Women are struggling for equality. The day you try to move equality, you are going to remove him from being accountable. Submit to him. Let him give an account. People do not know the power of submission. When I yield unto you, ha, you are in trouble. Spiritually, God is going to hold you accountable. You are the head. Ah, congratulations. You don't understand when you yield. When you yield, all you are doing is the burden, the spiritual burden. The accountability belongs to you. We thought that yielding, submissiveness is a weakness. It's not a weakness. Yield unto him. Uh-huh. When God will call like he called on Adam, he's going to say, yeah, Mr. John, where are thou? And you tell him, yes, it's the woman you gave. Uh-huh. Continue. When, he, when she gave you the fruit, why did you not ask questions? You saw, the, you saw the fruit tasted different from all of the fruit you've been eating. But you ate it. When you submit unto him, all you have done is you have pushed Total responsibility, total accountability unto him. Do not allow slogans. Do not allow social slogans to derail you from the plan of heaven. It's affecting, I've seen the trend, even among the youth. They say, oh yes, the old church doesn't take care of the youth. Ha ha. How? We preach the word of God. I was attending one of the sessions of my children, my, my young adult and single, and, and one of the message was on marriage. And they were quoting the word of God. And I called my daughter. I said, one of my daughter, spiritual daughter, I said, oh, if this had been preached in the, old, in the main church, you say we are, we are old school. But the same word was preached because the word of God is unchangeable. Wherever you are, I want you to bow down your heads. Where we have replaced the plan of God and the word of God with cultural, with social, with economic, and with our political lives. I want you, wherever you are, begin to ask the Lord for mercy. That today, Lord Father, your word and your word alone shall prevail. 
If you're a man, I want you wherever you are, ask the Lord, let me be a man and a man indeed. A true man that will understand what my responsibilities are. I want you wherever you are to know that yes, as the head, God is going to hold you and I accountable for that home. I want you to ask the Lord. For the word of the Lord declares, it says that for the counsel of the Lord is fixed and is unchanged. I don't know the counsel that you have adopted into your life. I want you to just say today, Lord, let them be replaced by your counsel. Let your counsel prevail. Let your counsel prevail. Whether you are falling to the social class of equality, marriage does not reduce the value of a woman. That is not the, that is not the plan of God. But the social ills, the social injection of unnecessary equality, when there is no competition, who is competing with who? The role of a woman cannot be replaced. The role of a man cannot be replaced. I want you to ask the Lord for leading this morning. Father, lead me. And help me. I need your help. I need your guidance. I need your help. Let me return, oh God, back to the truth. Brethren, man can change what man created. But man cannot change what God has created. Both the purpose of God... And the image of God can never be changed. I want you wherever you are. In the humility of heart, tell the Lord, help me. Let that which is your will and that word, let it prevail. Thank you, Father. As a man asks the Lord, Father, grant me the wisdom to be able to manage my home. Give me the understanding. As a woman, help me to be able to submit to submit unto him according to thy word. Mighty Father, we give you praise. Thank you for the word that you have released from thy throne of grace. Let thy name alone be praised. Thank you, Father.